1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend, John Owning. Landon, what's going on, sir?
0: Not much. We're uh, going to take some questions. And uh, I'm scanning these questions, Marcus. I don't see anything asking about the... uh, the new Joker trailer that dropped today. Oh, uh, there's so, one uh, in there. I uh, can't uh,
1: wait to talk about it.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> that's, good. L- okay. It's, right. That's
1: a, ve- a very, very important topic. We'll say that for the end. That,
0: that is a very important topic, yes. All
1: right. <laughs> uh, like Landon mentioned, we are going to answer some of your Twitter questions, and let's jump right into it. Our first question comes from Hanson. He said, the expected wins from Vegas for the Cowboys this season is 8.5. Do you see us surpassing that or coming up short? Keep up the good work. Oh, words. my God. It's early. But does 8.5 feel you, you right? You think? <laughs> yeah, it's early. Uh, I, it feels right, though. I mean, I, I don't think that's a ridiculous number. It feels about right. I mean, it, I think it feels about right for every
0: team this time of year. Uh,
1: you know, I, I I don't know. Yeah, like, sure. The Giants eight and would and half, love eight eight and a half wins right now.
0: Well, okay, I mean, if you want to name the exceptions to the rule, that's fine. But, you know, I feel like it's a it's an 8-8 eight eight league, so I don't know. Yeah, sure, I,
1: I would take the over on that. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like – I feel more optimistic this year than I did last year because of the the receivers they have. I think their offensive line should be better. And their defense is just – it's a, it has a lot more talent and a lot more depth to it. So I definitely feel better at this point this year than I did last year. So. Um, whether or not that means they'll get to nine, ten wins, who knows? But I feel like eight and a half makes sense. Um, let's go ahead and go to another question from Shane. Uh, with the high interest in safeties, assuming they go or they get one after rounds two or three, so let's say the Cowboys draft Taylor Rapp at fifty-eight. Could the Cowboys consider moving Kavon Frazier to linebacker to kind of be like that nickel or dime backer? Do you see that being uh, a, a scenario at all? Um,
0: I mean, not 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 really. I I mean I, I may I mean I understand the thought process here, but like uh Van I mean, and, I think they have a,
1: and Jalen are just better linebackers than Kayvon would be. Oh yeah, that's, well that, I mean definitely that. that. That's, but I so mean, then that, why am I taking one really of those guys off the field for Kayvon, uh, Kayvon Frazier? You know.
0: Oh, yeah, like, oh, if that's the question, definitely not. No, I mean, but uh, even beyond that, I was more thinking about compared to, like, some of the, like, further down the line linebackers, but even then, I'm not necessarily... Well, even then, I like
1: Joe Thomas better in nickel situations. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't need linebackers, and, and,
0: and look, I mean, I I think when people start, when people start, like, trying to solve roster when people start trying to solve roster issues by seeing how they can fit a player on a team like that's that's problematic like you know like especially guys that are special teams role players I I just think
1: Frazier's expectations kind of got out of hand after 2017 he had a good game against Washington and then I think everybody kind of thought that way he could be our new enforcer strong safety it's He's a special teamer, and he's really good at being a special teamer, but I don't think he's anything more than a fourth safety on your roster, right?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, This is a question from Chase Your Dreams, and this is a really, really good one. He says, it seems like Duke Johnson, out of the Browns, wants out of Cleveland. What are the odds that Dallas works towards a deal for a very serviceable backup to Zeke and a potential mismatch nightmare in the slot? What do you think, Landon, about potentially adding uh Duke Johnson
0: He's due a lot of money. It's like I think he's got like I mean, it's not so much this year, but like next year he's due like 5 million and the year after that he's due like even more than that. I think he's got another 2 years left. He does he signed this. through
1: the 2021 season. Yeah. So <sighs> now you know, the positive not, here is though he there's no guaranteed money after 2019. So you can cut him with no penalty.
0: Yeah, um yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think that, that yeah, it's possible. I mean, because the talent lines up. I mean, and uh, I agree with that much. But the other part of it is that I feel like they prefer, and they feel like they can get a guy of similar talent uh, on a much much cheaper deal because they've drafted him in the fifth or sixth round. You know, so um, I don't know. I, I think the question is. Do they view having him worth the cost of of paying him? Because it's going to be the pick, and then it's also it's about three million uh, this year. Yeah, it's about three million, and I mean, it's also you're losing the opportunity to pay that guy. You know, whatever his whatever his rookie salary would be at fifth round pick. Pennies, I mean, yeah. you know, pennies on the dollar. So uh, I I understand again, like why like people would want him on a team, but I think it's just from a team-building s- standpoint, um, I think that they, they would likely rather get themselves involved in a, in a rookie mm. contract and, and, and you know something a little bit more palatable with all the other money they're going to have to throw around here.
1: Yeah, so I'm a person that can't speak unbiasedly about Duke Johnson because he was one of my favorite players sure. ever coming out of Miami. I have an autographed jersey of him in my house. Um, I love him. However, I'm not sure Dallas is the best spot for his skill set. Now, if the Cowboys didn't sign Randall Cobb and they were you know, going into the draft with no slot receiver, I think we could have then had a discussion about Duke Johnson because then I think you can use him as a slot receiver on third down in combination with Zeke. But with Randall Cobb here, with Zeke on the roster, it probably yeah. just it, doesn't make sense. And the other thing is, listen, Duke's best skill set is being a dynamic weapon out of the backfield as a receiver. Uh, He should go to a pass-heavy offense. He should go to a team that's going to throw the ball 40 times a game, like Kansas City, like New England. I'm not sure Dallas would be the best spot to utilize his skill set. So I'll be okay if they decide uh, decide not to make a move here on Duke.
0: I definitely agree that without Cobb, without a, a, a slot solution that that money becomes a lot more palatable, that price point becomes a lot more palatable because you can view him as a backup running back and a guy who you could get a majority of snaps out of the slot, uh, but yeah, with, with Cobb on the roster, it just seems like a, a little bit too much for a guy that they could probably get someone who will give them equal production mm-hmm. uh, on a, on a fourth or fifth round, you know draft pick salary. I agree.
1: All right, our next question comes from Mike. He said, with the addition of Cobb and the return of Jason Witten, what type of receiver do you think would be the best addition for this offense? Now, you don't have to give a name, Landon, but what kind of receiver do you think this Cowboys team is missing right now?
0: Well, I mean, I think that's the good part is that that I don't know that they're missing any part. I mean, I think that they've got. I mean, I think that they've got some spots that they can adjust. Uh, some wide receiver body types, I guess, is, that they they could probably uh, upgrade from. I mean, I think. You know, the more I think about it, like if Marquise Brown fell to fifty-eight mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. You know that that's something that um might be
1: kind of the inside outside super dynamic down the field threat. I could get behind that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's something there.
1: I also think, really um, quick on, on Hollywood, I think I think Dallas is set up pretty well to kind of utilize him because he's a guy coming off of Liz Frank, but they have already receivers in place that they wouldn't have to force him into a starting role or even onto the field right away. They could they could let him get healthy and kind of ease him into to into the offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think that you know there's there is uh, there's opportunities for for all different types of kind of body types to come in here and do some things. Um, I, I just you know I don't know. The, uh, I think it's really about the, the player themselves as the who shows up and and what uh, you know what, what you know what 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 they can provide to what they can provide talent wise, and I think that the Cowboys at this point have all the different you know player. Types that they need at wide receiver if they can upgrade the position in one of those spots I'm sure they would uh, I, to me that you know s- the slot speed guy I mean I think those are all eminently upgradable I think Cobb is uh, a rental essentially mm, I um, so um, yeah I mean if they can find a, a guy that falls to them that's one like a the Tavon Austin or a or another pure slot type or you know a gadget slot type uh, I think that would be something that they would love to you know, upgrade despite having a couple of players that kind of fit that bold right now. I
1: agree. The other guy I want to throw out there is Emmanuel Hall, a, a guy that we know that the Cowboys have at least some interest in. Uh, I think he makes a lot of sense because he can play the outside and stretch the field. That gives you uh, another another outside receiver that will allow you to put Amari Cooper in a slot. So on third down, if it's third and nine and you need to get down the field, I like the idea of Gallup. Manuel Hall and Amari Cooper in the slot. I think I think that makes you pretty dynamic. Um, our next question comes from Koufax Media. He wants to know, what would be the better path at picks 58 and 90, going safety and then wide receiver or wide receiver safety? Lennon, go ahead and start us off with this one.
0: I mean, I think, again, you're kind of speaking generally because – Uh, I I think the specific case matters but I mean those two positions I feel like it's really going to be about the player that falls to them at 58 and is the better player, the wide receiver.
1: Well, Can I give you an example really quickly? Like, Let's say for example we're at 58 and Debo Samuel is there and Taylor Rapp is there. Do you feel better about getting a a solid receiver in the third round or a solid safety? Because I know what I would do. If it was me... I, I think
0: I would probably get rap. I would get rap as, then, as well because, because the receiver, the wide receiver will stretch. But, but I mean, I, I think that's, like I said, I, I think that that's my general... If you're asking generally, yes, I feel like get your safety early and then get your wide receiver at 90. But, again, like, that's not... Like, what happens if, like I said, Marquise Brown falls? What happens God, then if... Then we're having a different uh,
1: conversation.
0: What happens if this kid from Iowa falls? I mean, you know, Amani like, I, I think, uh, no, <laughs> no. The, uh, uh, like the wide receiver, maybe he's Iowa state. Oh, Butler. Butler.
1: I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of H- hooker at 58. That's a little rich. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 uh,
0: no. Uh, so uh, but, no, if, what if Butler falls? I mean, you know, so yeah, there's some guys yeah. in here that you may not be, Expecting to take at that position that fall and that kind of throw that off. So, uh, yeah, I would say generally speaking, safety then wide receiver. But I, I'm leaving myself enough wiggle room to, with the caveat that there's definitely some wide receivers that if they fell, I have a very hard time believing that uh, you know that the Cowboys would pass on them uh, sure. uh, because the, the talent level is just probably higher than generally what you're getting at safety I,
1: I think you can find a starting receiver in this draft in the third fourth fifth round heck yeah if you need just a you know the the cole beasley slot receiver you could get hunter Renfro or penny hart probably in the sixth or seventh round so i i'm fine not panicking and, and waiting to draft a receiver i think now now go ahead real quick the, the part of that is that the
0: other side of that coin that's weird is that because there's so many of these guys in this draft, other teams are going to do that Absolutely. too, right? Yes. They're, they're going to keep passing on these guys. Well, it so happened last year. The guy like, Gallup, right? And, Gallup, so, to,
1: Gallup fell all the way to the third round. We, we know how that exactly.
0: happens. So, my point is that if that happens again, and one of these guys who we totally didn't expect to be in, in our, uh, our, you know, our reach falls to us at uh, the wide receiver that we feel like is, you know, markedly better than the safety is available at 58 i think you gotta you know jump at that talent you know i mean i think you set yourself up enough that you can draft the best talent that falls sure. to you at 58 and if and if that happens to be a wide receiver even though the wide receiver market may stretch all the way you know through the fourth rounds of, of, of quality receivers uh, you know the, the other part of that is bargain teams that are just all generally bargain hunting will Push down the the value of these top end guys, and you may get a deal because people are just all relying on the uh, abil- their ability to draft a wide receiver later later on in the in the process. Yeah, it
1: wouldn't surprise me if somebody like Nikhil Harry or Kelvin Har- Harmon or Paris Campbell, uh, if one of those guys fell to fifty eight, that wouldn't be all that surprising. I know all those guys have gotten kind of first round buzz, but. Uh, that's a that's a good point made by you, Landon. All right, this next – actually, it's not even a question, but this next uh, tweet comes from James Hall. It says, talk about cornerbacks in this draft. They will draft a cornerback. Uh, yes, you're right, James. I'm pretty sure the Cowboys are going to draft a cornerback. We will uh, be doing some shows on cornerbacks coming up. Uh, we got to put together a list of the guys we want to watch. Um, there's a couple that we know the Cowboys have interest in, so – yeah. James, uh, hold tight. I promise you, we will we will be going into a deep dive. We, yes. we will get to you. We promise. We won't to forget you. Um, this one comes from uh, Ministro. He wants to know what is the probability that the Cowboys take Zach Allen at fifty-eight. I'm not a big probability guy because the NFL draft can happen. A little, you know, anything can happen. Uh, but have you seen Zach Allen? Do you have any thoughts on him?
0: Uh, yes, I have, and I think that if if he's there, uh, there's a very there's a very good chance that um, that they take him. I mean, I think... If that, he's there, from they're what what we've heard, or, him. I'm pretty sure. That. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from what we've heard, he's very, very well-liked by this coaching staff. I mean, if you look at his numbers and then just look at him as a three technique, I mean, he is uh, elite athlete. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like, I think almost... A, isn't he, like, almost a two-sigma athlete? Yeah, a, a, a defensive, I mean, defensive yes. tackle. defensive line, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh, I don't know what's going on with this guy, really. Like, I feel like it's a J.J. Watt type situation in the draft process where we're staring at this guy who has got elite athleticism. He's got elite production. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we talking about this guy more? You know, his tape's great. I, I like, think part you know, of it he, he, is
1: he, part of it is he ran a 5 40-yard dash, and that scares some teams away from thinking he can play defensive end. But that's... But I mean, like, th-
0: everything else about his athleticism is absolutely top notch. That's why I don't elite. care. I think, like,
1: he, I think he should he, be a first round pick. And actually, we've kind of heard yeah. whispers that he That's... might be a first round pick, anyways. And this is kind of a pipe dream for Dallas. But
0: I, yeah, I kind of think, I kind of think if he doesn't go in the first round, I would be shocked. I mean, I, I just, seriously, like, I don't understand. Like, he's got, uh, it's got everything. So what's, he's got no medical problems. He's a, he's a, Coach's you know son or not literally but I mean that mm-hmm. kind of guy, he's uh, elite production, elite athleticism. Uh, the only downside is that he didn't run uh, forty underneath five zero. But I mean, oh, wow. you know he's six six or whatever, two hundred eighty four pounds, and and he like has a huge broad jump and huge vertical, and he had 100 dude, like, a hundred tackles as get a this junior.
1: Get this, a hundred tackles as a
0: junior, as a defensive lineman too. Like you know, like I mean, that's not always. That's not always the goal there. I mean, he was the most dominant player on that on that defense mm-hmm. by far. It was pretty clear. I, I, I don't know. If you go watch the tape, put this guy on the outside shoulder of the guard and let him go after the quarterback, for God's yeah. sakes.
1: Kind of reminds me of uh, a former, or not a former, a current stealer, Cameron Hayward, where you just can put him yeah. all over the defensive line. He's going to make plays. Maybe he will we'll never be a 10-sack guy a year. But he's always going to be somebody that's super, super reliable, gives you a lot in both the run and pass game. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. It, I've heard some teams in the top, you know, like from picks 20 to 30, really like him. Would not surprise me at all if he becomes a first-round pick in April.
0: Yeah, he's, he's not necessarily flashy, but he certainly has enough flash in his game that I'm shocked that more people aren't talking about him.
1: All right, uh, the next question is kind of a combination of a couple of different people, but... Uh, there is a free agent defensive tackle out there right now that a lot of people are interested in in Indomic and Sue. Uh there's also been some reports that Gerald McCoy might get released or traded. Landon are any of those two guys, do they interest you at all? I I don't, you know, have a
0: lot of interest in, in Gerald uh not Gerald McCoy, uh Sue. Su. I, I I just feel like I've seen it too many times where teams have paid him a ton of money, and he kind of just he plays when he wants to play. It feels like, like
1: I, I don't know. I, he was dominant I, in the I, playoff just, game against Dallas, but if you talk yeah, to any Rams, it was time to get paid. If you talk to you any know, was, Rams fan throughout the year, they were pretty disappointed in his effort.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I remember watching the Rams a couple different times and you know look we heard it all season Aaron Donald and Sue on the same defense and it it just it didn't pan out the way that it, it should have you know and um yeah i i just i feel like uh, he's a hell of a player when he plays well but i I just don't know if I'm ever going to get that consistently. Right. I would rather I would rather sit, see, kick the tires on Gerald McCoy, I think. I mean, you know, look, if he gets released or if they're talking about a trade, I, I mean, it's all about the particulars because he doesn't sure. have he doesn't have like, you know, infinite value. I I think he he does have of you know, a certain amount of finite value that I, I we you would need to determine, but uh uh, you know i I have to see what the particulars are but i I'm at least yeah if he's becoming available I'm at least kicking the tires to see what for what and what's he looking at.
1: I agree I think McCoy, especially like on a one year rental could bring a lot of value to this team because we've talked about it. they don't really have a dominant three technique on the roster in fact, they don't really even have anybody who could project as a starter there beyond Malik Collins. Collins is a free agent after the season. Tyrone Crawford is a guy that very well could be be released. There's just not a lot of options at the position. So, could the Cowboys sign McCoy and then kind of pass the buck to the next year? I think that's possible. I also think, I think McCoy is a declining player. We haven't seen the same all-pro, Pro Pro Bowl caliber player in the last couple years, but could he get you six and a half, seven sacks from the defensive tackle position this year? I, I think so. I'm certainly interested if he's released and if he's willing to take a one year deal. So, uh, any final thoughts on McCoy before we move on?
0: Uh, no, I think you know, I think that's pretty much pretty much the, the summation. I mean, I need to see more particulars before I I'm agree. ready to to figure out what exactly what you know what whether or not the Cowboys should be interested. All right,
1: and our last question comes from. Uh-huh. Teddy Atlas Jr. It's not actually Teddy Atlas, but uh, he asked us <laughs> about how are we feeling about the new Joker trailer with Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Landon, this is in your wheelhouse. What do you What do you think of the trailer?
0: Uh, it looks okay. I, I'm. This doesn't really interest me so much. I, I don't know. I, I. I. I mean, if we're gonna get into this, like, you know, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the guy directing it. I, I'm. I'm not. I, I Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor, but like, I just I feel like this is, uh, I don't know, I I I I I know exactly what they're going for. They're going for like, you know, uh, Scorsese as yes. like Mean Streets eighties New, New York, you know, throwback. This is hundred percent why I want
1: to I, I, I want to see it. <laughs> but I but I've
0: seen that movie. But see, that's the thing is. Here's that. This is now we're you and I are going to have a conversation about you, you and I and Scorsese. <laughs> You're content with seeing the same Scorsese movie for the rest of his career. Like, yes, that's, that's what I've gotten out over, of you, is yes. that, yes, I, I'm done with that. Like, I just don't want to see that... Uh, by the time I saw The Departed... I, I, at the end of that movie, I was just like, you know what? I, I'm done. I thank you. I'm done. Thank you. I, I've just seen it. It's, it's just the same. And, and, and you know, it's, I just feel like we. I go back and then Wolf of Wall Street. Like, Wolf of Wall Street I almost walked out of. It's bad. Because it was just like, it's just, it's just, oh, it's so in, self-indulgent. Anyways, I've seen this movie before, um, you know, in a hundred different times. I, I This just doesn't interest me. I, I Because... I th- I think it's a certain it's fascinating to a certain degree, but it's not enough for me to go out and, and, and see the theater. I don't yeah, think. see,
1: you're talking to the wrong person here because this is I the, know this I is know, the person whose top three favorite movies are Casino, The Departed, and Goodfellas. So this is I, I will take any kind of movie like this at all. I think I think this is more of a like a character study of the Joker, right? Than necessarily like a a superhero villain type of movie, right? That, that's what I got out of the trailer. Am I wrong there?
0: No, and it's it's a different take and uh, you know I I appreciate that it it's just not for me. That's I guess that's more of what it is is that it, I, I just I, it feels very sticky. It's and perfect. and I, it's I've what seen that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine. That's not that's not what I want. But I, look, I I don't think it's going to be this really terrible I, cuz I I just I don't like Todd Phillips. I think Joaquin's really think, good though. That's why I I think Joaquin can be good. He can't be good. For sure. And so I, I, I don't have a doubt that he'll give a good betrayal and everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's just basically mean streets with the Joker.
1: All right. All you guys send your complaints to Landon McCool. That's at McCoolBCB. At, BC- at McCool BCB guys. Uh, we'll, we'll, I mean, it's, I'm, just, I'm just complaining about a trailer, for God's <laughs> sakes. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoy CB. Make sure you send those complaints to him. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and of course, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.